Welcome back to the Overload Podcast. We're talking about the latest game news and releases and talking about how we're definitely not furries. It's not a thing, but on the new quick play for Ratchet and Clank, we did kind of admit it. So I'm Harry Mitchell and I'm joined by Daniel Partis. Hello, Harry. And Jordan Midler. Hello. What's the, what's the vibe this week? How are we feeling? Stressed? Underpaid uh, and overworked? Um, <laughs> yeah. The games industry, baby. I mean, it's all right. This is my first E3 and I'm getting a little bit antsy uh, yeah, for what's true. coming. But I'm ultimately excited to get stuck in. How are you guys? I'm, I'm all right. Um, I'm all like ha- you're obviously in a strange position wherein you're covering it for gi so you have to be like up on your shit and writing and all these things but i'm kind of mm-hmm. i'm doing i'm doing the the 90s magazine right where i'm just seeing everything and then i'll write something after you three kind of summing it up so it's uh it's chill i have a cool i have a couple of cool things booked um but that's in a couple of days from now and obviously the conferences and stuff but apart from that it's gucci what about you harold how's how's week two of work i am um tweeting for money what what more can i ask for really um <laughs> all my skills are being put into practice and yeah it's nice to be knocking around indie folks and and stealing everyone's ideas uh yeah. which is what i do best uh, thank you for question- following me on twitter by the way i appreciate it bump those numbers up well i figured you're you're a journalist so it counts um journalish exactly that's a great oh, well, why can we call this podcast that fuck's sake <laughs> Where, where were you when, when we named this podcast? <laughs> Talking about the podcast, we talk about games. What kind of games have we all been playing? Jordan, Midler, you go first. Oh, I can talk about this now. Um, you last can. week when I was like, I've been playing nothing. That was a lie. It's all a lie. <laughs> this industry's a ruse. Jordan's um, always playing, playing something. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. Um, which I didn't realize was a pun on the phrase ripped a fart until someone pointed it out and I was like good you're continuing the legacy of up your arsenal and fully loaded and stuff like that perfect Um, (laughs) I did not know that I I did not know that either this is incredibly so this is the latest platformer from Insomniac it's been kind of a game that they're showing off as a showpiece for the PS5 for some time now because Insomniac is apparently so big that they can get away with doing Miles Morales and Ratchet within like six months of each other but basically um in Ratchet and Clank there has been this big event where Clank has built the Dimensionator which is a gun that can rip apart dimensions and you can visit other dimensions it is stolen by Dr Nefarious who's always kicking about and he breaks it and as such all of the dimensions are split apart including a dimension in which the last Lombax isn't Ratchet it's a female Lombax called Rivet and thus begins our story. So basically, that's, she's that's well the fit. setup. <laughs> and she Can is I well just... fit. <laughs> go. Go. Can I just say something? Dr. Mm-hmm. Nefarious, kind of problematic. Like, I was going through some of his old stuff, and not a cool dude. I mean, you were all over him yesterday. I was, that's true. And by the end of the quick play, the he was like, play? yeah, he was cackling in a throne surrounded by like statues of himself and I was like, this guy's a legend. Why would I ever <laughs> want to play against this man? I love Dr. Nefarious or Emperor Nefarious. Um, as he then you looked at his 2011 tweets and you were like, ooh. I was mm, like, ooh, ooh. Some problematic stuff in there. That's yeah, it, exactly. Um, <laughs> for, for, for bureaucratic reasons, our review and quick play will be up on Thursday, so the day after you're reading this. Um, but 
yeah i i really really liked it i've always loved the ratchet and clank games um and i think this one kind of perfects the formula and sets it in a new direction where i could see there being like two or three more games in this kind of sub series because the ratchet games have always went in kind of trilogies because this is like the 10th or something like that but there's like the three games that are on ps2 the three games that are on ps3 and then there's a load of side games on ps1 mm -hmm. it was kind of quiet you just had ratchet 2016 which we've been talking about for a couple of weeks um but now that ratchet's back baby um and i feel like playstation kind of needs something like that like to fill that specific space so um it's, it's good to see the the big draw of this one is you basically pick up this part of a dimension that lets you shoot into other dimensions and shoot to other parts of the stage so and it be, looks very cool yeah it's like the, it's, the, it's a very cool effect you'll be shooting someone there'll be two enemies up on like a balcony say and and instead of just running at them and getting shot a rift will appear behind them and you can like flank behind them that's basically the the way it's implemented i think they could have probably in implemented those a bit more because when you do the things so if you've seen the trailers there's a lot of going through dimensional portals and ending up in other worlds and stuff like that all that stuff is fairly on rails there's only a few instances where you can elect to go into another dimension and they're just small kind of platforming challenges um like you two saw you know in the quick play at the end when we did that that like speedo thing where it was like into a different world yes. and go through this that is like a a pocket dimension they call it mm -hmm. um but apart from that being a wee bit limited like there's i have nothing bad to say about the game it's, it's so good the story is so good the best part about the story no one can talk about yet um so we'll revisit Ooh. that when when uh I, I oh i can't wait for danny to fucking play. oh god I'm, i've been holding my tongue <laughs> for like <laughs> fucking two weeks about this absolute fucking partis moment um so i'm excited we'll revisit that next week what did you two think because we said we played like an hour of it we got a, a good look at it what did you two think um i, I spent 70 lips. pounds yeah. on it uh which i've <laughs> not done in my life so that's what i think of it 70 uh, big we? pounds you were squealing British. on the you were like squealing on the quick play every so often just going oh and <laughs> robots <laughs> i hope you don't mind me saying this you're oh, usually Christ. quite reserved in your excitement for for things this was the most like mark out moment i've heard from you on a quick play and i was like yeah just you wait just you Danny fucking emoted. wait you see nothing yet yeah yeah i mean i i like video games and i, I play a lot of video games um but clip that clip that <laughs> where's the evidence it takes a lot for me to actually be fully thrilled about what is happening on the screen yeah. and this is just one of those moments you know where all of the things that i kind of like and enjoy mashed into a game like i love what insomniac do i love the theme of ratchet and clank and it just looks great and i'm i'm a child like playing the 2016 <laughs> one just turned me back into a child yeah and it's just oh my god like I can't fucking wait. anton ego from ratatouille like <laughs> you're you're suddenly playing the ps2 again like yeah yeah that is, yeah oh that's well, a good yeah. that's a good meme format i should probably make that before i forget about it um <laughs> you, well, do you know who else played the 2016 ratchet and clank i i i don't I, well i do but i'm gonna pretend i don't is it you harry it's me, Harry did Mitchell. You? You, finally, well, you finally found it? <laughs> finally found I did. It I found it on the PSN page. Store. I don't know how I just missed it. I just went back. I was like, oh, look, it's free. I could have played it the entire time. 
Uh, well, actually, mainly my my girlfriend Blair has been playing it quite a lot because I just it's, she was playing the Crash Bandicoot trilogy, and I was like, "You can do better than this." So I just downloaded Ratchet and Clank. I was like, "Here's a <laughs> controller. Play play the game. I think you'll like it." And then I think she absolutely loves it. So I've been playing dip, bits and bobs of levels. We've just kind of just been throwing the controller back and forth, and it's fun. Um, I'm not exactly too into how much of it seems a more base at a younger audience. And I'm just, I guess, too adult and cool, you know? You know too edgy. Be. Uh-huh. Too edgy. Right. But it's 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 fun. I like, it has all the insomniac attention to detail that I like. Like, I like, you know, using a flamethrower and I'm watching, like, the metal strip off of the tanks. Um, I'm using a groovinator yeah. to make the little tanks head bounce. It, little it details that are fun. so good. Are you playing it on PS5? PS5. And it does look yeah. crazily good for, like, a PS4 yeah. game that came out in 2016. I think they gave it a wee polish like recently for PS5 just or maybe it was like late PS4 era but they, I think they did give it a polish. But I enjoyed like changing between different funky weapons. Like I'm well it seems like some a lot of these games they give you a bunch of weapons and you maybe use like two. I actually wanted to use all of them like I was switching like oh maybe I'll use the flamethrower in this aspect maybe I'll use the atom bomb in this aspect. I'll mm-hmm. use the I use the, the attack drone you get in this aspect. I like. I found myself changing all the times because I found that quite fun. So I think it was re- yeah. they're really successful in that aspect. But while I wasn't like completely overwhelmed by it, I think I'm still very excited for Rift Apart. Like I think I would like that game more. Yeah, I think Rift Apart is a bit more complex in terms of the weapons you get and the combat situation, the the combat scenarios, and um, I think the story is much better in hmm. uh, Rift Apart. But also, um, as a thing do, to look do you th- at, do you think you'll get that because bef- bef- you're you're high on Returnal before you manage to come into the promised land of the current generation? What what do you think's first on the? It's true. On the docket, it's true. I I have I've got to spend seventy British pounds on one thing, and it's what and yeah. it's, and you know it might be my personal relationship that will be at stake here. Um, depending on if I go for the <laughs> Returnal game or the Ratchet and Clank game, but um, honestly, I'm more turned by Rift Apart right now than Returnal. Returnal, I feel like I can oh. get any time and i think i will enjoy it i'll enjoy it but i feel like ratchet and rift apart seems like a fun thing to get now at lunch and play and yeah enjoy it with people it's like a social big thing summer vibes big summer vibes yeah, yeah exactly saturday morning whimsy sat on the floor in your pajamas shooting yeah. robots also I, I don't think i don't have a lot of time to play games right now so i feel like until i do I want a game where I can kind of just have a fun, easy time and and go in and play a level and be charmed by it instead of like, oh, I'll I'll finish work, play some games, and get beaten to and beaten to a pulp with Returnal, and, like just get kicked a bit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, but that that's been that was a fun interlink where I played, I watched you play an hour of the new one, got really excited and played the old one. Well, I still had fun, but I think I'm even more. I'm still excited for the sequel. Uh, I also yeah. have been playing God of War on on PS5 upgrade and. That's still a great fucking game. No one's can surprising. A, can we get an Assassin's Creed uh, update? How we do, how we doing? Uh, in <laughs> the mud, not opened it. it. Boring yeah. piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> make better games. Go back to cities. Go back to being a fun game. <sighs> I fucking, I don't care about Viking history. Um, I thought I would. I don't. <clears throat> I wonder how many podcast episodes we'll do. Well, just that's your, that's your Assassin's Creed Valhalla update for the week. <laughs> Maybe one podcast I'd be like. One podcast, I'd be like, you know what? I went back to it. And the next podcast, I'd be like, fucking disgusting shit game. Um, Danny, Nothing. what kind of what kind of games have you been playing? You played a bit of Assassin's Creed. Went back. I to have it, been didn't you? playing 
a bit of Assassin's Creed. Uh, I went back to Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, which I completed last year, and then I was a bit fatigued with Assassin's Creed, uh, so I didn't do anything else. But I re- I redownloaded it on PS5, and I've just been ramping around doing side missions and like ticking off question marks as just kind of a late night mm-hmm. activity. A little energy, just chilling because I love the game and it looks gorgeous. Uh, and and I, it seems I'm satisfying do to do it in. It seems satisfying yeah. to do it in PS5. Yeah, it's just a lovely game, and I'm just sort of like cleaning it up and uh, doing a bit of bit of trophy hunting, which is new for me. Hell yeah! Um, and I also <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I played uh, Overboard, which is a new narrative uh, murder mystery game by Inkle. Uh, and you wake up on a boat, and you've just you just killed your husband. And you have to spend the next eight hours of the day convincing everybody aboard this boat that you didn't kill your husband. And you can uh, convince people that it was a suicide, or you can trick uh, the major of the boat into thinking that somebody else did it. And there's there's a whole bunch of avenues and and things that you can do, and it's massively replayable. And I had a great time just uh, murdering my rich husband over and over again. (laughs) So, oh, like, Over- Overboard I, is lovely. I, I just logged on to the Discord one day and you two were chatting about this game that no one's ever heard of, and I was like, okay, let let, let them go and do their fun. I'm in the middle of the Lombax in here. And then you <laughs> come back after being on this Discord call for what felt like 15 hours, being like, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> this is so, so good. So, like, I read your review, um, and I, I I plan on watching the quick play, um when it uploads in 2050 currently uploading is, as we speak <laughs> like what how does this what are the what how does this game work like what are the mechanics what am i looking at here is that a third person shooter like what what is going on <laughs> yeah. that, so danny just... can, I, can, can i take this from this because there's, there's one in, yes. really interesting part of this game that i think is very key to to how when i pitch people when you mention like your husband's dead you've got to go around different parts of the ship trying to do different options to either convince people that he's not dead to pin it on someone or essentially to get away with it but what i think is the most interesting part is the repeating nature of it so yeah it becomes it becomes an element where you learn what everyone does throughout the day so i know where people go i know when they're going to be in their room you gradually Mm -hmm. learn everyone's secrets so when you wake up like day 35 you already know everyone on the ship, what everything they're doing, and you can go, okay, how am I going to get out of this? To work out day one, where you're just wandering around going, uh, that wasn't me, that was someone else, and you get locked up. Yeah. Uh, so I think they're, they're, they're repeating, it's like learning people's patrols, kind of like I mentioned in uh, the quick play that I was making a dumb link to Dark Souls, but I think it is kind of the way where you learn when an enemy jumps out at you, like you have to memorize the path. And it's and I think an over, one thing I find really interesting about Overboard is the way you have to memorize yeah, the path. Yeah, because people they're, they're not just in one place, are they? They move around at different times of the day, and you have to sort of strategically plan where you're going to be at any given point to orchestrate the outcome that you want. And you have to get everything like to the like T, otherwise uh, you'll just fuck it up. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's. It, it's so good as well. I think y- you might like this aspect, Jordan, in that it has like little achievements. So if you do one run successfully and you manage to pin the murder on somebody, the game's like, yeah, nice one, but did you do this? Did you, uh, did oh, you get okay. the insurance? So there are, there are, there are great Hatman-y. achievements. There yeah. are great achievements. So you, there's you an have achievement, to work there's out achievement for to, killing. Yeah. 
there's an achievement for killing every single person on the ship, but I don't know how the hell you do that no. or even oh, get away with that. Mate, just you wait. <laughs> uh, I need to play way of it more because Danny's played loads of it and I'm so excited because I think the concept is so interesting. Um, so, like, but, is, is I take it it sets it up in the... Because Danny was saying in the review, I think that the runs are quite short, so you're meant to do it like tons and tons of different times. Mm-hmm. Like, does it does it play about with that, Danny, and the narrative? Does it acknowledge that you're doing it multiple times, or is it just kind of, um, like, uh, is, it, is it more broken up? A little bit. Like, you will get a little hint at the end of each round. It is a kind of, you should do this next time, but that doesn't play into the actual story. Like, the things that the player knows and the things that your character knows in the game are very disconnected. So okay, you don't okay. go in and your character doesn't, know things you do go back to the start in that regard but you will know things uh, and the game mm-hmm. will be like now you know this and now you know how to do this so you can implement it next time uh, but there's also a little mechanical things like uh their options are highlighted if you did it last time so if you're trying to remember mm. what you did you can just like skip through and oh, go oh I, yeah. I, I, I oh. yeah like oh. game design no. right you can <laughs> just through the boring dialogue like skip that because you've like, already done it yeah, it's like, it's like, I know exactly what to do in this scene, so I'm just going to skip through, and it will automatically select all the ones you did previously. And there's there's little touches like that that are just really smart to make it a really seamless experience. Mm. And, and when you wake up, it's like, oh, I discovered that there's mysterious paperwork in this person's room. And you might go, okay, I'm going to try and find, this round, I'm going to try and find out what that is. I might not get, I might not get away with it, but I'll learn more. What, and, and the what, re- what platforms is this video game on? PC and uh, PC? Switch, I believe. Switch. There we go. I think I might <laughs> finally install a second game on the Switch Lite. That we have. <laughs> how how is Switch Lite? Because I've got it on PC. Um, um, it it it's one of those cliche things to be like, this is a perfect game on the Switch, but it it really is like <laughs> a the, perfect game in these times. <laughs> the short, like cyclical nature of it, and the rounds take between like 15, 20 minutes. It's a great game to uh, just pick up while you're pissing about like i was playing it in the kitchen while i was cooking uh playing it on the shitter you could do that i know jordan loves a good <laughs> shitter game so it's, per- it's a perfect most of pokemon snap it's the perfect length uh for uh mm-hmm. for a shit also no, i'm a bit worried because it says it's only 230 megabytes mm. and as we know <laughs> the smaller the game the worse it is so <laughs> listen it's it's that it's it's economy they're they're repeating those megabytes over and over again um, to, yeah. to I want a one. I want a fucking Warzone sized game on the Switch. It'll get it'll get a patch of a hundred gigs of like an incredible <laughs> new map. Uh, but it's, I was gonna say it's also just really it's also funny. Like, there's lots of really funny like lines and events that happen yeah. in the game that make yeah. me laugh a lot. Writing's good. Like you can like you can go to the local chapel and you can speak to God and he'll be like, "What the fuck are you playing at?" And he will like give you slight <laughs> advice and just like be insulting to you about your decisions. I love um, that. Yeah, lots of wonderful, wonderful games, but we should really get into the news of the week. The first one on the docket that we have is a very, very funny lawsuit that I, that <laughs> Danny sent to us in the week. And originally when he sent it to me, Danny, it was like a 140-page document or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, we're going to cool. read it all. Go. This looks, <laughs> this looks boring as fuck. Why does this matter? Yeah. And then I just kept reading and it... <laughs> I just kept reading it. It was just really funny. So, Daddy, what what is it? What about this Capcom lawsuit is funny? Well, basically, Capcom is facing this lawsuit for allegedly using uh, <laughs> stolen artwork and photographs from a book called Surfaces 
which uh, was written by a photographer and author called uh, Judy Jurasek. Don't have the uh, the article open, um, but basically she claims yeah. that this uh, that that Capcom used up to like hundreds uh, different bits of her artwork uh, directly in uh, Resident Evil Four and Devil May Cry and a couple of other Capcom titles, um, which is like fair enough. But then in this uh, in this lawsuit, there's uh, supporting documents which basically shows her photographs that she took in the nineties next to assets and environments in these Capcom games and they are just so similar like there is just the most like yeah. unnecessary no things way. like for example the, the first one they use is like a, what looks like a stock image of broken glass like the, do you have any idea how how easy it is to get a, a free version of a picture of broken glass and they've overlaid it and put it into the Resident Evil logo like the logo the logo yeah um, and like mm-hmm. they've used images so, of like a real door she took a photo of and put it in the game. It's, it's it's like they've used this as like an art book, but it's just someone's real work. So I th- what's what's the readout here? Is Capcom just gonna have to like take a take, like give them the bag and settle out of court? Like what what's the what's the move here? Gamesindustry.biz, Danielle Partis, news editor. I do actually have the the article open here. Um, the big number is well, twelve mil. You- yeah, yeah. The the legal team is asking for twelve million in damages, um, and then further compensation for false copyright management. And I think that figure was something between like two point five k and twenty five thousand dollars per image. Um, <laughs> so you can imagine that's going to start racking up to a big total if uh, if they're forced to uh, to pay that. Um, it feels kind of open and shut like there's, there's you, oh yeah like defense. i would I'm, yeah. I'm going to link it i'm going to link it in the podcast description so people can read it i would recommend it because the more you scroll the more it's like amazing it's like this one after the other yeah. every map of every part of the game is using this fucking book <laughs> like it's their main art inspiration for some reason even though yeah, I it, don't it gets know ridiculous. It gets to the point where you feel like you're going to click the next slide, and it's like actually this woman developed a game called Resident Evil, and it was <laughs> a it was a uh, a survival horror <laughs> game. Like it just it's so like is it is it just a case of people that worked in art and Capcom in the mid two thousands being like, well, by the time anyone notices this, I'll be fucking well gone. So who cares? Yeah, like it's like they, yeah. they just found this this great book with with reference art for. Services. It was meant to be reference art, and they've instead just traced exactly what the the, the images is. Um, There's just a photo yeah. of an actual like eight foot woman in this book with a white dress on in the middle of Italy. <laughs> mm, oh, let's God. see. Hmm, it's, maybe just inspi- it's, inspired. Inspired. This is an absolute belter of a story because as we're as we're recording this, it's currently it's Tuesday. E three week has technically begun. All that's really meant is like everything started leaking but this is a story so ridiculous that it's like topped the charts of, of like this is the thing people are talking about because it's just so you d- things are not usually this sloppy especially with like developers of this size like indie games stealing assets and shit like that that's fucking tale as old as time but mm-hmm. like resi in dmc you <laughs> really they don't need the to. rare they don't need of to. yeah of it's kind of properties <laughs> You could afford no. a, an art book, mate. You can afford it. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, because like in the in the the report, it said that she had this like CD-ROM of the images, and commercial projects could pay to license the images. And she claims that they just didn't. They just didn't ask 
So <laughs> did did Nice didn't care. Um, Legends. Legends, terrific. Yeah, I would recommend reading that because it's a very funny. I, I think I might print it out, put like a little coffee table book. But like, by the way, you read this. It's a Capcom lawsuit from twenty twenty one. People come round. Um, just had their odd to guests. Um, Do you think we've like, got double jeopardy if we print that book? Like, <laughs> no, I was going to say like, like, would I get the sued for then, for then using <laughs> the art in the lawsuit? It's no, I mean it's public. It's, it's like public domain. Yeah. Name, you know, it's. Which is quite funny. Imagine Capcom used the art from the lawsuit and it's like, listen, it's now public knowledge. We can use this. <laughs> An incredible loophole. That's how fair use works. Thank you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, in other news, in, I think, known news, Sony yeah. has delayed Ragnarok to 2022. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I thought it was Ragnarok. coming out next week. 2022. No, this is... This is extremely um, unsurprising, and uh, they delayed it into into twenty twenty two only to say that it will come out in twenty. This is a prediction. This doesn't actually happen. But I don't do predictions. I do spoilers. Um, <laughs> this game will come out in twenty twenty three. There is no doubt in my mind. Nah, they also mate, said yeah. that it's on it's on PS four instead of being <laughs> a PS five exclusive. Um, what straddling yeah. the gens? Jim Ryan's because quaking. The, the, if you're the bringing a game out end of 2022, there's a hundred million, there's hundred million PS4s, and they're not wanting to like, cut that. Yeah. that that especially when lot. they kind of get PS5s out to folk, they don't want to cut those people yet. Yeah, that's that's just smart because this hasn't been a normal launch where people can go out and purchase a console, really. So yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, it won't be, it won't be 2023. It'll be end of 2022. Bet my house on it. Okay, 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 all right. House bet. Bet keep, my house keep, on keep it. Keep this in mind. There's a house okay. bet on. We will return at Christmas time 2022 on the podcast, episode 200 or whatever the fuck it is. Um, I will okay. see you there. That's not how weeks work. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, we're going to start uh, doing three podcasts a week, Danny, if you're not here. <laughs> you're not in the Discord when this chat happens. Hey, well, uh, Q1 2022 is going to go podcast crazy every day. Is a new podcast. <laughs> the news will be like, um, someone tweeted like a funny tweet. Uh, I don't from... know how kind of funny doing an hour long news show every day and have stuff to talk about. It's honestly a fucking. It's a testament to how they can stretch stuff out. It's like, well, we, we could do it. We stuff for be... a weekly podcast. Just been like, eh. I don't know. I think, I think we, we only cover the, the 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 big boys really in the little segment yeah. that we've got. But there's enough news, certainly on my site alone, to to do that. Um, your site, your your site CEO of GamesIndustry.biz Daniel Palpis. <laughs> That's true. We are talking, so but to be fair, we are talking to someone who is the editor of a of a, of a news site who has to get news every fucking hour. So I feel like they can yeah. probably find, but it, but yeah, it's in stuff. So boring, and you know, yeah, fucking. Um, I don't care if Blonk the Plant Games acquires Splot the Splot. Like I don't give a shit. Like who cares? Give me good. Is that a ratchet stuff, character? Like, yeah, the the Splorky Splork's actually the gun you get at the end. It's fucking amazing. You should check it out. Um, in interesting news that is less boring and has been put in brackets as funny by Jordan, um, Yuji Naka... That was not me! I <laughs> oh, do, not, okay. take, I do not take responsibility for ending this man's career. <laughs> Yuji Naka resigns from Square Enix, uh, assuming following the, the, the failure of Battle and hey, Wonder what World. Happened? <laughs> what happened? What's going on? Um, he's, he's moved on to so- he, he's moved on which thing's moving on Xbox Game Pass new Sony game well well, Sony <laughs> lost Kojima to Xbox so they were like who's next who's <laughs> next in the queue Yuji Naka presents Death Stranding I, I can't believe in our E3 Predictions podcast last week we didn't mention anything about Yuji Naka coming out on stage and being like 
Resident Evil 11. And I was like, what? <laughs> How? <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone, someone from Capcom runs on stage and tackles them off. <laughs> to be fair, at least he did make his game. He could. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what what an achievement that I should have made that by strapline. <laughs> At least it made a game. <laughs> it made a game. Yeah. Oh, no, this talking is, of oh, he's it, considering yeah. retirement from from games after a long, long time. I loved um, that. I loved that he was just like, I am fifty five, so I might retire. And I just imagined him like sailing away on a boat to like the elder to the Isle of Thames. <laughs> yeah, to the Isle you know of what I want. Thames. You know what I want. <laughs> Have any of you seen the Studio Ghibli um, Miyazaki documentary, Kingdoms of Something in Madness? It's a wonderful actually. documentary. Um, it's a only, great documentary. Only are you about to reference the thing where someone shows them computer animation? No, it's not that. But it's essentially just right, a, okay. a series of him walking about his house, just saying devastating things. Like you, you'll see, you'll you've seen them on Twitter as like memes. But like, I, I, there's just him just talking about how filmmaking is pain and life is meaningless and you have to and, and war is the core of everything and i just want yuji naka to do that about battle and wonder world i want that him walking about being like talking about sonic adventure dx and being like the industry is pain and a, little, a single tear falls down his face there, that's, that's what I was up when i was writing the review i was going to try and reference another moment for that guy where like a, a student shows him computer animation and he's like this is devoid of life this is like <laughs> a, this is like this is uh terrible like i feel like i don't feel like living anymore and i was trying to weave that into yuji naka showing this to miyamoto but i just decided that instead miyamoto would drop dead upon seeing this um yeah there's yeah, loads the, of stuff like that um balan is um a hilarious moment. I'm always going to think fondly of Balan because that's what I think of when I think of the start of this site. Like that's like our first big thing was the whole Balan shit. And it's something people still reference. Like no one talks about Balan more than the people that follow this website, and that's a great thing. That's, that's a real fucking feather in our cap. Oh, I can't wait for it the over- uh, the no overload- clip. Oh yeah, the no clip documentary when it's just us three. Um, <laughs> Yuji Naka declined to be involved at <laughs> Overload Con 2025 when people are getting us to sign <laughs> copies of Battle Wonder. Like, oh God. Yeah, will be. I need, it, to will get be a, a, I need to get a physical copy of that before it's like fucking impounded by the British government <laughs> for being like a crime against humanity. Put we'll, be at po- we'll be at podcast episode 2000 by then, um, 2023, wherever it is. Um, but yeah, the, I'm just looking up. I'm just trying to remember quotes from that that documentary, and some of them are brutal. The future is clear. It's going to fall apart. He declared with a chuckle. I can already see it. What's the use in worrying? It's inevitable. Ghibli is just a <laughs> random name I got from an airplane. And he smokes a cigarette, looks away from the camera and says, only a name. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, man, are you alright? Legend. Uh, Legend. naming the Isle of Tims. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a he looks at a, he looks at a, a pair of, of Timberland boots from a vine and goes, "That will be the name." Um, like, fucking in, yeah. He's typing in, Isle of Timberlands on a laptop on a plane, and then he just deletes <laughs> half the word, and he's like, "There it is." Yes, there it is, my uh-huh. masterpiece. Uh, in, uh, and also, unsurprisingly, speaking news, of bad games, <laughs> and also unfinished games, cyberpunk sales are reporting to be. Not good in the Q1 of this year. <laughs> oh, that's interesting because I was thinking about going to pick up a copy of Cyberpunk on my PlayStation. 
Nah, you'll, you'll <laughs> oh. never be. You'll never be able to. It'll be as hard as finding a free version of Ratchet and Clank that I could find on the PSN <laughs> store. It's impossible. It's a mystery. Um, but yeah. yeah, apparently the not selling well. The, no, the the vibe of this was that CD Projekt Red were basically saying that they like to review their numbers when they have like nice round numbers to review, uh-huh. and that they have not reached that the round number yet. is zero. <laughs> Um, so it's a very round tail on that game has been atrocious and as such they were talking about how they have two teams one of them is probably doing like starting a witcher as like a a last gasp like please please and they also said that they're looking at like acquisitions and being bought and stuff like that so will they be embraced is this the the embracer group's next victim or spicier does a platform holder grab them Maybe. Maybe. Xbox uh, loves to waste money, so... I don't think anyone's going near them for this current time until they announce some, like, Witcher 4, and everyone's like, oh, we love you again. (laughs) How do you, like, finesse that announcement on Twitter without just getting ratioed? (laughs) (laughs) How do you even say that? Um, But yeah, um, that game deserved to sell zero copies, um, so the fact that it did so well on pre-orders was disheartening, but rarely usually when like one of these big games gets like like shat into the ground like people move on from it and then it just becomes a thing where oh people pick it up it sells okay but the message around cyberpunk was so toxic and so widespread that if you even know what a game is you probably heard all that cyberpunk i heard it was shite Mm -hmm. like it's clear that Mm -hmm. no one like no one was kind of disaffected by how badly the launch went, and I'd just like to say you're welcome. So, um, see the project you've, red. You've you've ended Cyberpunk's career. You've ended Yuji Naka's career, um, and you're trying to end Ragnarok's career. I'm doing a service. Uh, I am doing great. a service to the people. People should play good games. Have you heard of NBA 2K21? Talking of good games but shit services, Valve um, handheld <laughs> is hopefully being announced at some point. There's been whispers of a Valve handheld. Um, yeah. S- yeah. Some being reported being called the Steam Pal, but not confirmed. Um, <laughs> Steam Pal? Uh, it's, it's seriously, it's, that's what it's, what it says. The Wii Steamer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it all. Um, it's, so it's meant to be this kind of portable gaming PC, but also Switch likes the point where you can dock it with a big screen and play your, your PC games on a big screen. Yeah. Uh, I guess either you into this. Would either of you buy this? Like, I've got, I couldn't give a fuck about this, honestly. Like, uh, I don't get it. What's the what's the appeal? I don't get it. People that have big fucking catalogs of Steam PC games that want to do it elsewhere. Um, it's the it's the which is the the cloud gaming Steam Link bullshit that's happened before. It didn't really have a great lift off, but if it's in a gimmicky, funky format then maybe people would like it but yeah yeah like i would simply get it on console get things in console platforms but yeah. if it's like See, the tiny niche of pc games that aren't on platforms i guess but it's such a small niche you know i don't know Dota too. Pla- like my pc is where i own the most games and it's where i buy the most games just because you can generally get them cheaper a lot more often uh and i hmm. buy stuff on the switch that i already own on pc so much just so i can play it handheld or play it somewhere else and having 
a, a portable PC where I can carry Steam games mm. from my Steam library into a nice portable device. Sounds great to me because I, ha- I have like it's... 400 Steam games. I ha- I've played a fraction of them. Um, and even as stuff a, like as a Hades mobile, yeah. Like uh, when I bought yeah. Hades, I, I'm I'm an, I guess it is great for indie fans, I guess. Yeah, like uh, if people that small cutesy games that don't really work on a big 4K monitor with a mouse and keyboard, like, you feel a bit of a mug doing that. Then yeah, you can flip over and do that, and it means you can I guess just focus on just PC stuff instead of having to flick around different console stuff. But yeah, there's something yeah. there. I'd be into but that. How, how much are we thinking this is going to be for it to be like? Something that is powerful it, enough to actually be like a, a super switch and like accessible enough so that people aren't like, well, why, why am I spending all this money? You know. Well, they gave a Steam link out fucking for two pence to everyone every now and then. So <laughs> I think I've got like six of them fucking holding up my desk. Yeah, did they just give up trying to make a profit on that? Like, they just gave them up for free, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they have a they have a track record of completely abandoning ship when things are going sideways. Yeah, I, don't know, I, I reckon maybe around three, three hundred, three fifty. For a little PC, um, I don't know because uh, well, how is it even working? Like, how is it, is it like a cloud gaming thing, or is it just like it has the hardware to play the games, but it's using the Steam library that you've already got? It's like a mini condensed computer. I don't, I don't, I'm not a techie person. Eh, don't know, don't get it. Not but for Newell me. says, yeah. For extra info, uh, Newell says you'll get a better idea of that at the end of this year. Um. Yeah, and that was we'll from. Yeah, I think it was from PC Gamer that was that was spoken about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It could be something. We'll find one. out. We'll find out more. Oh, please, you will take the next one. Please tell me what the fuck it was because I've been. I was. I was at work when this was announced. So, um, Vinny Caravella, Brad Shoemaker, and Alex Navarro, formerly of Giant Bomb, have announced their next project, Next Lander, which is their independent podcast and streaming project. It seems like it's going to be focused on just streaming and doing podcasts with like archives on YouTube. They're not going to be doing like like editorial video or stuff like that. So it'll all be live stuff. So they launched their Patreon. And they launched the pod, their podcast with an episode zero. Um, as it stands, they have 9,536 patrons. Lovely. Jesus in one Christ. day. Uh, just for moving their podcast to like a different... Uh, to, to like yeah. Just three people and I think a different that makes them one of the most successful patron- Patreons in the entire platform in a day. Mm. Um, for now. Am I right, guys? Yeah. Patreon.com slash overload. <laughs> so I, ha- I have... Um, basically on their episodes either they were like there's no big drama with giant bomb we just didn't want to still be under co- like a corporate umbrella where the goal is like year over year growth and things like that mm-hmm. like they don't want to have to deal with that which i totally understand yeah. but i watched their first stream and they're using the exact same like camera setup and like <sighs> it looks like a giant bomb stream but jeff's not there and it's just like this is, yeah this, i was talking to hamish black fellow giant bomb super fan and we're just like this is this is weird because if you think about it the giant bomb cinematic universe has never been bigger like the waypoint guys are doing their own thing mm-hmm. uh, fire escape which is dan reichert's new thing next lander and it's all like the tendrils are everywhere but like the sum of all of those parts are not as good as when giant bomb is, is at its absolute best so we'll just have to wait and see um I also weirdly timing wise in about fifty minutes from when we record this, 
Giant Bomb have announced that on their podcast they're going to talk about like what's next for them in terms of how they're changing up stuff so it's potentially exciting curiously though Jeff Gersman uh, liked a tweet where someone was like would love to see you on Next Lander uh, someday be good if you get if you could like join up with them and he liked that and everyone's <laughs> like oh follow the money follow so, the money yeah so it's just, um, is he just like clung to this for uh, I, I don't blame them for being like we have a colossal audience that are willing to pay us personally for our personalities and we just so we can just do the fun stuff we like for mm. this set for a good amount of money and avoid the corporate shit but Giant Bomber has its own thing. It's a it's a massive empire entity, so it's yeah. an interesting thing to try and split up from. I, I, I just want it to be 2011 again, okay? I just I don't like change. Change is always for the worst. The, whoever said change is for the better was lying. Anyway, <laughs> this is um, important to about five people in the entire world. Um, interesting, though. It's, pe- speaking of things that only five people in the entire world like, Tiny Tina from the Borderlands franchise is getting her own <laughs> spin-off? Oh, Christ almighty. Apparently so. Apparently yeah. so. Uh, this is happening. This isn't This isn't a speculative thing. This is happening. Um this is the, Wonderlands, which yeah, is it's called uh, Wonderlands, is supposedly the same like gameplay, which is the best part. But Borderlands is gameplay. It's a shame about all the other shit. But Balan um, Wonderlands, Balan Wonderlands, exactly. Um, why are they using the character that mm, everyone was like? That's she's so fucking annoying and quite like stereotypically offensive in some of the things she says. <laughs> um, uh, sounds perfect. What, what's, what's message, let's go. What's the message? What's the message? Randy, Randy, what's the message? Right, I'm getting a fucking drink. Christ. <laughs> well, Randy just, is just not actually it. on this podcast, um, so... You, okay, representative for Randy Pitchford, Daniel Parkes, what's the <laughs> I message? do not like or endorse that title <laughs> on this podcast. But no, you're right. Um, I We're both big Borderlands stands, Border stands. Definitely. Uh, and I don't think this appeals to either of us, does it? No. Not in the slightest. So no. I just, I don't really, I don't know what it is at this point, um, but I can't say that I'm absolutely, like, gagging for this game in any capacity. And I just, I think I'm a little bit, a little bit fatigued with Borderlands right now. Um, I, I think I've maybe... fatigued? Fucking... Yeah. Last, I didn't get years ago when it was shite. <laughs> like, like I see, Borderlands Bardo- Three is good, but it's like good in the same way that Borderlands Two is good in the way that you like put on a podcast and just have nice shooting. Yeah. But the longer it goes on, there are a million games that has nice shooting. Like we don't I, the so the the website bchaoticgreat.com is be, has been <laughs> registered by Two K and they have a thing saying a new adventure from Gearbox and Two K. So it's obvi- it's been announced in two days as part of Summer Game Fest. Right. It's obviously this that someone was speculating that it would maybe be like so there was a tiny tina dlc for borderlands 2 where she was like playing D and you like played through that like people are saying it might be like that where you won't actually play as tiny tina because god can you imagine having to play as her but almost worse playing through a whole game imagine playing through a whole game with the fucking bio mutant narrator but it's tiny tina like you couldn't <laughs> fucking pay me to do it um that was, so we'll see that was the worst part about her dlc is that she talked over yeah. it because that dlc was great the D it one. was it was really good fucking hell borderlands 2 what a game i know right fucking, go to, fucking, um, yeah. fucking shite game uh moving on 
What are you talking about? <laughs> just, Borderlands 2 is incredible. You have no idea. Harry didn't no, have any I've, fucking I've, mates to fully get the Borderlands 2 experience. I don't know. Mates make it fucking worse. I fucking hate it. You, you tried to get me into Borderlands 2. You actually, I played it with like you and other people and I fucking hated every second of it. Can't stand it, man. <laughs> fucking running around sh- shooting at numbers at people and fucking exactly. to the next area. Oh, Christ. Get what some, a game. Imagine playing a good game with actual thought and desire and they're just shooting at numbers. Um, Alright, Dead by Daylight, play this game with a like, horrible collision where you swing at something and if it's in 50 yards of you, you hit it. Bullshit. Uh, That's part of the fun. Um, great. In news that actually interests me, um, the Ubisoft Splinter Cell Division FPS stuff seems really wild to me. Did yeah. you guys know more about this than I did? Because I'm just reading about this the first time. I, I leaked it. Um, <laughs> So, so there's a there's a Ubisoft like multiplayer PvP game codenamed Battle Cat that has leaked. It's not going to be part of E3. It's like pretty early on, but the the vibe is that they're combining Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon Breakpoint, and the Division into a multiplayer title where like each faction from those games becomes a character class, and you like fight against people. The oh. real story here is why the fuck will Ubisoft not just make another Splinter Cell game? Like, what has happened? How, how many Splinter Cell games do you think have been started by Ubisoft in the past, like, 10 years just to get binned? Like, it's very strange, is it not? Well, they're I still so, making yeah. Division stuff, which I think is strange. Uh, but it's just, it, they could still be making those things, right? But like, maybe this is, like, a smaller title where they're just using them as, as name recognition fun. I mean, yeah, but, like, it's... Every time Sam Fisher pops up now, it's because he's in some other game. He's like a fucking skin in Ghost Recon, <laughs> or he's in Brawlhalla, or something now. like that. Like, exactly. Like, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, is it seems like a pure free win for Ubisoft? Because every Ubisoft conference, the number one, the number one prediction is we won't see Beyond Good and Evil Two, which is going to happen again. But the number two prediction is where the where the fuck is Splinter Cell? Um, I don't know. This doesn't excite me. Um, even though it has Division, which is the greatest franchise of all time. True. Um, but. I love yeah, that. God, was, was Blacklist I, I lo- the last one? Sorry, Harry. Yeah. Was it not Blacklist the last one? I think. It, was, it feels think. like too long ago, but I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Sick. I was going to say, I love reading leaks from um, VGC because they're always the first people on it, and every single time it's linked, there's always just a copyright strike in wherever the hell they're trying to show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how you know they've done good work. Um, um, yeah, yeah Ubisoft that. Forward is on the 12th, um, so we'll see we'll what see. they have. Good stuff. Um, and there's a few things from E3 that are not saying that will be confirmed, but they said they won't be there. Uh, <laughs> one of them was there's whispers of Time Splitters game, but there won't be anything of that from E3. And I won't include anything from Dead Island, which oh. uh, I oh, don't no. know what's fucking happening. Dead Island 2? Anyone? Does, is there a single person on the, in the world working on that game? I thought there already was a Dead like- Island 2, to be honest. No, that was Riptide. Dead Island 2 is the one they announced with, like, there's a Dead Island 2 trailer from E3, like, fucking seven years ago, and it's just never been spoken oh, of since. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of um, Dead Rising, sorry. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. yeah. hell. Name of the game? Name of the game? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, that game is vaporware. That game's gone. The only, the surprising <laughs> one here is people were fairly sure this was going to be Saints Row 5. Like, they've said they're making a new Saints Row, and it kind of makes sense, because... They basically listed all their franchises and they were like, we will have nothing from the things you know us from. Tune in. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's weird. It's They're been... part of the fucking Coke Media Showcase, which I'm I'm, I'm fucking wetting my nickels for with excitement. 
It's been taken over by Dan Butter Studios, the team behind 2016's Homefront The Revolution. Has anyone oh, in the world played Homefront, Homefront The Revolution? I've played Homefront The Revolution. <laughs> what a name of the game. Is, what a name of the is, game that is. It's one of the worst games I've ever played. It is atrociously <laughs> bad. Um, Not a great yeah. sign then, I will admit. No. And of course, uh, uh, news I want to get into, the Playdate released a bunch of stuff about what the fuck a Playdate is. And apparently there's indie developers who announced things for it. I am, I've literally been trying to hold myself because I want to find out what's what's the crack? What's the situation? What's the message? Wow. So they did, they, they did a wee direct, a wee, a wee, wee play date direct number. Um, pre-orders are, nice voice crack there. Uh, pre-orders are opening it in July. Uh, and, the, and during the, right, they announced a load of season one games. The big one for you two nerds is um, your man Lucas Pope. Has uh, announced his next game, which is called Mars After Midnight. What the and fuck? And it's uh, been developed for the play date. Um, I can't believe we're finding this out on the fucking podcast. Yeah, that's, that's the, ne- <laughs> the next you. Lucas Pope game. I put it the in next the chat. Lucas Pope game is a Mars af- is a is a play date joint. Um, <laughs> that's the instant sell for me. I would buy this whole machine just to play one Lucas Pope game. I mean, I was going to buy it anyway. It's fucking yellow. What do you mean? Like, yeah, it's, of course. Yeah. For context, the, the play date is like a little um, portable. It looks like a quite an arcade Game Boy console, but it's got is is the arcade? The it looks one like it's fucking... like a the... wait. There's a, the... the new Bennett Forty games on the fucking play date as well. What is happening? Like, what is the next fucking Kojima game on the play date? Like, how? I, I love I this though. I, I love that developers are just like, I that looks fun, and they're just making something so that this little console that nobody would otherwise be interested in is getting loads and loads of cool creators on it. And I think that's, that's it's so going cool. to be up pain in the cunt trying to pre-order this thing and you know that for a fact they're going to make about 10 of them and everybody's going to moan that they couldn't get one i'm going to get one i've, I've learned my yeah, tricks i'm, I'm going to I've get learned one. the well, systems can, can we start can we start a, a play date scalping uh, twitter account where we post <laughs> and like 500 play dates sorry i'm absolutely i'm absolutely scrolling through trying to find anything to do with this new locus pope game because it's absolutely insane to me i think a lot of indie devs are like that looks fun and like not the horrible fucking chaos of real game development i'll just put it on this little yellow thing and then they'll get paid i guess maybe who knows but yeah for those for look play date it's this cute little yellow twirly thing that uh, is looks like a kickstarter bait but it seems to be actually happening so crazy yeah. times um fantastic i will quickly run over some of the overall coverage we've mentioned a lot of it before but we mentioned that Daniel's done a review of Overboard. We did a quick play of it. The review is on the site. The quick play will be on the YouTube channel when you're watching this. It's currently uploading and will take another two hours until it's up. My internet is not good. Uh, Jordan made a big old video essay about E3. I, did, I don't know why I did that, but I, I originally <laughs> wanted to do something that was like fucking 10 minutes, but then I just spiraled out of control as these things often do. Classic. Basically just talking about how I don't like the current format of E3 and a bit of a um, timeline of how we got to this point. Um, hope you enjoy it. Um, also, as we mentioned, our Ratchet coverage will be up at 1pm on Thursday. So, Hell why? Yeah. Don't ask. Um, but yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Our normal, obviously, it's E3, so we're going to be talking over some of the press conferences. The exact details of which will probably will probably be sprung on you, um, <laughs> as they are sprung on us. Um, but we'll, all that stuff will be archived and shit anyway. So we'll in see you un- then. In unsurprising news, I've been signed out of the Patreon. I can't get the questions. 
Uh, well, I have the questions right here, right in front of me. Oh, there she is, prepared. Uh, just uh, no, actually, jo- jokes pranked. I've, I've, I've logged in. I found it. We have asked our <laughs> lovely patrons at patreoncom overlap The one time Danny has like a thing to do, like, got a little oh, bit excited. Do, <laughs> uh, do you want to do it, Danny? You want to take uh, over? No, you, you go nuts. Jesus Christ! Ask the questions. Fucking hell. Elderly Goose asks: Overload is a good name for a northern gaming convention. The question is when in the year and where would it be held? We actually mentioned Overload Con earlier this podcast. When? Oh, when? I would fuck. Uh, we'd have, what kind of a convention would we have? Would it be it would be like accessible as fuck that pod, that convention? It would, everyone would get a segue. It would be um would would just go somewhere that had like a nice barcade with a function room. Um, yeah, we um, we do all the social stuff, and not do any of the game stuff. No, fuck, fuck, like honestly, all we need. So in like twenty twelve, I went to the IGN UK podcast live in Glasgow, and they did it at, at this kind of brewery place. Um, and it was brilliant. It was like a, a nice cheap bar, a big room. Everybody, everybody just mingled, had a couple of jars, and then afterwards we went downstairs, and everyone got absolutely fucking wrecked. That's all I'd want. That's 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 the that's the vibe I want for the for the overload meetups. Um, Into that, get so steaming that I can't remember what I say, and then record a live version of the pod. Record the podcast, but don't. In fact, no, don't record the podcast. A live only version, <laughs> too hot to handle. Um, <laughs> yeah i think uh be something like that because our audience are like what 20 to 40 odd they're in that kind of strata um so uh, do yeah, you think anyone listens to this podcast that can't legally drink apart from harry <laughs> <laughs> well you never know never know we'll, we'll check the demographics yeah if you if you are if you're listening to this and you can't legally drink let us know and i'll buy you some booze that is a crime? That was a joke. Joke, 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 joke. That was Harry Mitchell that said that. That was Aaron Bain at gmail.com. Where would we do it? So I was just going to, where would we do it? Would we do it in Scotland or would we do it in... Would we do it in Scotland? Do you take the fucking piss at being Glasgow? No fucking argument. We do it in London, obviously. And that's just where the people are, you know? Oh yeah, do it in Bath, Brighton maybe. Do it in a field in Bath. Yeah, yeah, hold, hold. I mean, do you it, could get a it. pint here for like one pound fifty. Do it here. Do it do in it Falkirk. Fuck it, just confuse everyone. Future towers. <laughs> we'll do it in Fife and just scare everyone. Yeah. Excellent. Um, do it in Carnoustie. Theo asks, have you, have you guys seen the absolute madness that is the Pal World trailer? It's pretty much Pokemon with guns, and the Steam page is an incredible I'm shit in. post. Uh, he quoted no, it, saying, "Do you want right to build now. a pyramid?" You can have a large number of pals to work on the construction. Don't worry, labour laws won't be applied to pals. It's kind of a, <laughs> a cute joke, I guess. I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to react to this trailer live. Okay, great. So we're running through it. It's, there's, it's, it does look like it has Pokemon-y bits. It kind of looks like Genshin Impact as well. You're flying on a big thing. You're ho- Jesus Christ! It does have guns, right? That, <laughs> that's literally a Pokemon. That looks like an asset rip. Um. It's from the oh artwork surfaces. Oh my god, there's <laughs> penguins that have construction hats and they're building a house. Oh my god. <laughs> right, this game looks fucking incredible. Great. Great. When is this out? 2022. When is this out? It's, it's, it's all, oh fucking hell, the trailer's in Japanese. Uh, surely you don't, that, please tell that, me you don't. There's literally, that no, sheep Pokemon wait. is literally a real Pokemon. It's literally a no, real no. Pokemon. Is, there's is no way you don't shoot the Pokemon. The sheep? Wooloo? Wooloo? Uh, um, <laughs> I anyway, 
Um, oh, I, this uh, looks fucking dench. Right, as long as you dench. don't shoot the Pokemon and you only shoot the people, I'm into that. That is Wooloo. She's using Wooloo as a shield! Oh, I'm not into this anymore. She just fucking yeeted a bird at someone. Okay. She blew up a tower! What is this game? What is going on with this game? There's a lot the going Pokemon- on. Oh my god, the Pokemon are making guns. The Pokemon are in, like, sweatshops making guns. I'm not joking. <laughs> yep, oh. yep. Welcome aboard. That's Bowser! Uh, what is going on? Wait, what? <laughs> How is this allowed? Is this going to get legally shut down after this podcast? None of this... This can't possibly be... Oh, I am fucking... Subscribe to that. I want to play that game. <laughs> oh my god. Right, the trailer isn't... Right, Power World is on Steam. Yeah, yeah. It's on Steam, yep. It is a um, whole I, vibe. I'll follow it. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, I've got a friend that wants it, apparently. Big Samo sounds like. I have never wishlisted anything in my puff, but I will do it for Pal World. Exclusive <laughs> Pal World review coming soon. <laughs> Great. Okay. Jesus Christ. I, that, nothing's better than looking at a random Steam indie game and saying, that's Bowser. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, okay. our fucking patrons are worth something. Introducing <laughs> us to Pal World. Fair play. Thank you, Theo, for the new Battle and Wonder World that's being introduced. Uh, imagine it came back with developed by Yuji Naka, his new project. <laughs> I'd be so buzzing. <laughs> I, I'm telling you now, if Yuji Naka comes to Kickstarter, I will support whatever it is because <laughs> Balan did wonders for us, so that was yeah. not a pun. He deserves it. Thank you, Theo. Flo asks, sorry for the overly political question. Oh, Christ. Here we go. What do you guys think about the animus and Look, present Hogwarts day- Legacy looks good. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> What do you guys think about the animus and present day stuff in Assassin's Creed? I personally hate it with a vengeance, and it destroys otherwise passable historic escapism. I liked Valhalla for reducing the animus stuff until it's heavily tied into the endless ending, into the ending ruining any payoff for the 80 hour campaign could have had. That's, made That's why Ghost that of Tsushima is the best AC game ever made. Flo, you're right. You've kind of unloaded a lot of what looks like <laughs> years of build up. I like the present day stuff in Assassin's Creed. I think it's good. I think I don't think I, I think it might be a hot take. I think it's good. I think uh, it's one of the best yeah, parts of Valhalla. You, you, you're you a have clown. worms in your they brain. Are... You have absolute <laughs> fucking worms in your brain. Yeah, love Desmond. Desmond's one of my this. close personal friends. <laughs> no, that's the thing. In the early pre Assassin's Creed Three, the present day stuff was really interesting and key to the story. Now it's just pointless. Like there's no oh, need well, for it. Uh, Assassin's Creed Three's dog shit, and all the games past that have never been as good. So why I'm why, why even talking about that? But um, I mean, I played a bit of Valhalla, and I liked some of the modern stuff there. I liked the kind of when there's like glitches in the animus, and you can kind of do platforming stuff. I thought that was cool. Um, and I th- maybe it's like escaping this, that shit game. Maybe that was it. But I was like, oh, a game that I care about. Um, but no. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put it down. Uh, line in the sand. Uh, modern stuff and present day stuff in Assassin's Creed is uh, rules Don't and great. Don't listen to Harry. He has absolutely no fucking idea. Dan- oh, well, Danny Wallace, mate. He's the narrator of Thomas Was Alone. How can I not love it? The modern day stuff in the early Assassin's Creed, I'm convinced, was meant to lead to Watch Dogs. And they shat it completely. Um, so I will never forgive them. It was so interesting in this. See the Assassin's Creed 2 trilogy, all the modern stuff in that is so cool and so interesting. Yeah. And they fucking see when you go back and scan the cell and it's got the and it's the big fucking tapestry. I was like, this is this is the most deep lore I've ever seen. And they fucking they ruined it. So Well, yeah, sure. I've not played any of those games really, so um big fart, my bad. big fart. But don't unsubscribe. Get, most people get don't like shat it. On. <laughs> Uh, Aaron Bain. Oh, I've already shit talked him in this very like five minute space. Aaron we Bain. Asks, we didn't shit talk him last week though, so it's fine. 
Oh, incredible. Is Ratchet and Clank worth the £70? And is it approachable for someone that has never touched the franchise? Um, yeah. First, to the first point, it depends how much £70 is to you. Um, of this parish, Daniel Partis uh, made the good point of buying it physically and then trading it in because, like, obviously PS5 games hold their value. So if you can, like... And it's not that long. Like, I got the Platinum... Well, I'm one away from the Platinum in, like, 18 hours or whatever. So if you can get it, finish it in a week and trade it in and only have lost, like, £20 or whatever, then definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and approachable, aye. All the, all the Ratchet games exist in a vacuum. Like, there's no need to play the other ones, really. I think it is a good uh, idea, if you're unsure, to go back and play the 2016 one, because it's either free on yeah. PS5, uh, and if you're considering buying it, you've probably got a PS5. Um, so, you know, go back and, and, and play that, because it's really fucking good, and it's not that long. So, I, yeah, I think it's worth doing that. It it's really right. Um, new one looks better. It's it's fucking it's I I jumped into the Ratchet and Clank quick play and I was like I could get this. There's the bad guy. I'm Ratchet. He was Clank. He was Rivet. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna draw a fan out of her late at night. Um, Great. Just jump right in. Fantastic. Um, well, that concludes our question on the patron. Thank you very much. Patreon.com slash overload, of course. Uh, what is? Let me check my watch. Actually, what it's, is the time? I'm getting is a feeling it's time. Time for something. is it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's that time. That's okay. right. There it is. It's time for the name of the game. The number one. I'm hearing it's the number one podcast-based gaming quiz in oh, the known it, universe. Denying by mutant, actually. Crazy that. <laughs> if you don't know, name of the game is the game in which I read a series of clues pertaining to a video game. After each clue, Danny and Harry each have a guess as to the name of the game. If they are incorrect, they cannot guess again until the next clue is red and if they are incorrect they will hear this noise garlic bread <laughs> are you ready sure will born ready yes to- i'm Addy, excited behind. uh i am i'm excited to hear the, the the year and go oh i don't remember any games not you um let's like go. a bunch of mugs fire at me this game was released on the 22nd of february 2000 and 11. February. We were just talking about 2011 games. You're saying, oh, I wish it was 2011. <laughs> just a wee behind the scenes thing here. It says on my phone that this was released on the 22nd of February 2031. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> there was a bit of a typo, it means 2011. Yes. Yes. Future That's... games. Cool. Um, we've done 2011 before. I Ooh. believe this was LA Noir year, so it can't be that. That was my great dub. Maybe I can I can bring it back again. Um, Indeed. Stop. Stop. Oh, Danny got in there first. Was it Crisis Two? Garlic bread. I'm <laughs> excited. <laughs> um, so stop. I'll just stop again, and I'll just take a stab at uh, the original Dark Souls. Garlic bread. The okay, game okay. was developed by People Can Fly. Fuck. I recognise that developer. Shit. That's gonna fuck with Why me. was that like a rock remix? I fucking am loving it. <laughs> but I can definitely like score stuff out because I fucking recognise that. I was... Oh god. Yeah. yeah. I was actually considering Bastion but it's, it's not that because um, that's super giant. Interesting. Is is this going to be another fucking? Oh, it's actually a Nintendo game, but like it was developed by. 
something else. What? what who the hell are people who can fly? I recognize that name so clearly. I'm not sure if I'm alone in this, Danny. Do you recognize people who can fly? I do, yeah. Oh, are we vibing together on not understanding what the hell this game is? Um, oh Christ. I can't. I'm like, I'm like, Outriders? So. <laughs> <laughs> if it was, I'd be, f- be f- Outriders. Wait, did, did people make Fly make Outriders? Yeah, oh, that's that. where I know them from. Oh. And they what? also did something with oh. Gears. They did, they did something with the original Gears series, oh. but that wasn't 2011. I don't think. Stop! Was it Gears of War 3? <laughs> I remember the year. Just mm, I was, didn't want I was, Harry to snipe yeah. it. <laughs> well, I no, I wouldn't have loud. guessed the name. I've never, I, I do not give a fuck about Gears of War. I wouldn't. I would have known what number it was. I would play one of them, maybe. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm embarrassed, but I'm gonna have to just. I think I might just have to fucking a pass. Uh, I might have to just straight up pass because I just don't know. Garlic bread. Well, the Xbox in. 360 version. Has an eighty-four on Metacritic. Ooh, that's done. That's very highly reviewed. Nothing for me, but I'm on a I'm on a thought process now. People are screaming at us. I feel like this is one where people are screaming at us. Yeah, there's the scores not doing it, but the review might. Um, okay. So it's highly reviewed. Oh. I think that helps. There was a game. If it's if it's my thinking is if it's Outriders, it's a rubbish. It's a similar kind of. They wouldn't have gone too far from Outriders, right? So it's probably a schlooty kind of game. Um, there was one that we talked about a while ago that I have no idea if it's by people who can fly, but I'm pretty sure it came out in 2011. Uh, stop. Yes. Uh, is it Bullet Storm? Mm. Shit! Shit! That's the fucking. It's the Cliff Blazinski one, isn't it? That he Correct. did after Gears. Oh my oh, god! We've talked. We've talked about Bullet Storm at some point. I, I'm pretty sure we have. Yeah, because yep. yeah, you go from people can fly to to epic to fucking gear. Oh. Jesus yep. Christ. You were, you were so close, Danny. I could hear it. You were like, the cogs, you were in the right ballpark. The literal cogs were clicking, and I was trying to think like what was going on during that period. Mm. I love Harry's logic of right. It was Outriders, so they must have made some shit shooter before <laughs> that. Yeah, it, and I, I was right. I was right. <laughs> I was just thinking of like what are shitey shooters that I know of from that vague era and Bulletstorm, what we've talked about before. It might have been because you talked about it in relation to Outriders, so I maybe just made some subconscious yeah, connection. But, I just I didn't yeah. have it, but I remember the era because they they like they were doing. I think they were doing like another Bulletstorm, but then they stopped doing that to make mm. uh to make mm. gears four my timeline is so scuffed yeah. um fair Next. play Hadi. you're you're now one I'm away you're, one point you're, behind. you're back in the race once more that was I'm spicy redeeming myself i was yeah, yeah I, 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 like I like going through uh, mine i like going through mine i went on to concept fortnite <laughs> oh yeah like, <laughs> great oh yeah the, yeah they did gears and then then fucking bullet solve and then yeah gears judgment shit Interesting. Well, okay. that was that was uh, a good one. God, you it was close. Wonderful. Fucking hell. 
band it was I, I was yeah, we i was were... <laughs> i was like oh because i don't remember being like bullet storm being like a big eight eight, eight out of ten you know but maybe it was yeah, yeah i'm surprised was i don't know I, I, I generally thought i was gonna get garlic bread because i was like surely that's not an 84 but like whatever whatever it's a maybe... good game like it you hear bullet storm and you think it would just be the absolute pets yeah but it was, it was yeah solid. Okay. well fair Fantastic. play fair play to cliff big cliff friend of the show um, fair play to harold uh yeah well thank you very much you could hear me and danny's neurons going at full capacity yeah. that entire game. <laughs> um everything i like games like that though because sometimes we're just like we have never heard of that but you know we were like Ooh. Yeah, you can. You can <laughs> I like it when you can like. I like it when you can like logic it through. Yeah, um, that's like the goal of the the clues and stuff. That's yeah. the goal of the anyway. game. That's copyright infringement. <laughs> Harry so, is uh, vociferously typing to get these patrons. Uh, no, I'm actually. I'm, I've got them already. I'm just typing about the Lucas Pope game on Stop Twitter. Stop fucking um, tweeting about Lucas Pope during the podcast. the podcast. No, no. You all, I will you had not. to wait like one minute for this. <laughs> two-hour-old news and you couldn't do it i actually i actually typed it out mid like a half an hour ago but i forgot to send it uh talking of sending it you should send your pledges to, to patreon.com some of those patrons are alex winton legend begrudging legend amy legend legend harmelodic legend legend nerdwood legend legend aaron bain legend legend Becky Hamilton. Legend. Legend. Elderly Goose. Legend. Legend. Ginger Jordan. Legend. Legend. Greg. Legend. Legend. Hannah Hislop. Legend. Legend. Hughes. Legend. Legend. And Sean McCluskey. Legend. Legend. I just want to hop on and say that the Patreon shirts went out (gasps) and people are getting them. And they're looking very good. Indeed. And I just want to thank everybody that contributed to that and posted photos of their shirts. They're looking great. And if you don't have it yet, you will have it soon. So send us some pics because yeah, we love it. On the We're way. very, very proud. And, you, and we love and you. you. Apart get... from one, the person who has not responded yet, you must listen to the podcast. You must hear me tell <laughs> you to answer your fucking Patreon messages. Uh, anyway, great. Too many email. the podcast. Oh, thank you very much for listening. Make sure to follow on all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're at. Give us a review if you like Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a lot. Follow us at Overload UK on Twitter as well. I've been Harry Mitchell. You can follow me at Harry is late. Over to Jordan. I've actually got a call out to do before we end. Um, Hamish Black, writing on games, the writing on games cast. I listened to it. Do you know what they've went and done? They've went and got a fucking soundboard. They're stealing our bit and vented soundboards, Hamish. And if you if you if you don't stop this copyrighting this Capcom esque copyright infringement, then we have no choice but to take <laughs> over your podcast and start doing I can do a video essay as well, mate. Everyone can do a video essay. <laughs> sound smart. I'll be I'll be here, Hamish. I'll be here and I will end you, boy. You can follow me at Jordan Midler. J-O-R-D-A-N-M-I-D-L-E. And I will not be I will not be representing Jordan in this legal battle, but you can find me on twitter.com at Danielpartis. I'll join in. Listen, Hamish, we're the we're the battle. Nay fucking legal about it, fucking strip to the wasting battle. I will knock him out. Please don't. Yeah, he's Capcom. He's Capcom and we're the surface book. Like he's taken from us (laughs) in this scenario. He's fucking Yuji Naka and I'm me. It's on. 
Oh, right. Get lost, all of you. Come back next week. <laughs>